Okay, today is Daf Samachalaf Amralif. We start uh, eight lines down. Amr of Nachman. Okay, so basically we just we, we just brought down two versions of the Mishnah, Rav Idi's version and a previous version. Depending on whether a people of a large city are allowed to walk. Well, we said people in the large city are allowed to walk the entire length of the small city, but are people in the small city allowed to walk the entire length of the large city? We had two versions of the Mishnah. One version, and that's actually going to be the Mishnah we're going to get to on Amod at the bottom of um, uh, at the bottom of today's daf. Okay, so um, one one uh, version said that the people of the small city can walk the length of the large city, and the other version said they can't. So Amr Ibn Nachman, Manditani Anshi Lemishtabish, the guy whose version was that the small people in the small city could also walk the large city is is not a mistake, it's correct. As well as Amanditani Anshi, the one who said that they can't is also Lemishtabish. They're both not mistakes because both are talking about two different either version could be correct depending on the circumstance, and he explains it. Manditani Anshi, the one who said the small city people could walk the entire length of the large city, Lemishtabish is not a problem, the Mike and Lebanon. Because we're talking about a case where a guy in the small city put his Erev in the large city, so now he becomes like a member of the large city, and he gets to walk. The entire length of the large city is his Daladamas. So he can walk, even if technically from his house, the 2,000 Amas doesn't extend, to the, to the, doesn't incorporate the entire large city. And the one who says the people of the small city cannot walk the entire length of the large city, let's let me stop it. That's also not a problem. Where he left his Erev at home, he's measuring 2,000 amas from his door, and 2,000 amas from his door ends in the middle of the large city. He cannot walk the length of the entire large city. He can only go until where his 2,000 amas stop. And the Mishnah's missing words, this is what it's saying. The guys in large city can walk the entire length of the small city because the entire small city is within their 2,000 amas. The small city people cannot walk the entire large city. But Medvar Mamur and but my date, that's when somebody measures from his house, but he didn't put his Erev in the large city, someone was in a large city, and he put his Erev in the small city, or here's the key, if he was in the small city, and he put his Erev in the large city, then then he gets the Erev of the large city, meaning the entire large city, is his Dalet Amas, and he gets to measure 2,000 Amas from the edge of the large city. You have a city at the edge of a cliff, so right, ne- right outside the city, on one side, there's a cliff, and it's a deep cliff. So if somebody falls off, they're going to die. So in if there's a thin wall, at least four amos high, not tfachim, four amos high, that basically prevents someone from falling off this cliff, so then then the entire town is considered a town, legally, for halachic purposes, it's considered a town, and you measure from the town, from the edge of the cliff, okay? However, but Vimlav, if there's no wall, then technically people are always, it's not, it's not considered a town because people are nervous they're always going to fall off the cliff and so it's not considered a town. Each person is sort of fending for themselves because they're all nervous to walk around because they might fall off the cliff at any moment. So we don't render it a town and rather, each guy has to measure 2,000 amas not from the edge of the town, which is the cliff, but rather from his door. From his door, which is means his two thousand amas start from his door. We don't legally consider this a town. Amalei Abaye Abaye said to Rabbi Yosef, "Dakar baris Amalei You said four amas. Why is four amas? Why you need so high? We always learned. We always said you need four tefachim. Four tefachim is a uh, is a um, uh, halachically um, recognized uh, partition. So why do you need four amas? Why so high? So Amalei he said it's different." Over there, when we're talking about illegal mechitza, 
it, it's, not, it's not a question of being frightened. It's a question of you need a legal partition. But people are not frightened, so therefore, minimal height is enough. But here, the problem is, people are not, are not going to want to socialize and walk around and utilize the whole area of the town because they are afraid. So we need a height that is going to alleviate that fear. What is the height that's going to alleviate that fear? Fort Fachim won't do it. Rather, we need four Amas. How do I know that you need that, that the Tchum depends on having such a wall. The time we learned in the Bible, he let the people of Geder go down to Chamsen. Now look in the picture in the art school at the bottom. Geder is at the top of the hill. Chamsen is at the bottom of the hill. It's the same case like ours. So he let the people of Geder go down to Chamsen. Chamsen, when you see, is at the edge of the cliff. But Chamsen people couldn't go up to Geder. Now, my time, what's the reason that he let them? Isn't it because Geder had a wall? That would prevent them from falling off this cliff, but Mahani uh, But the people of Chamsin didn't have a, uh, uh, didn't have a what's it called? Didn't have a wall put up. Didn't have a protection from falling off this cliff. So therefore, or from falling down this mountain. So uh, that's why Geder could measure. Look in the picture in the article. You'll see Geder is measuring the two thousand amas from the edge of Geder, but Chamsin is measuring it from wherever in Chamsin they are, wherever in the city of Chamsin they are. So Kiyosr of Dimi Amar of Dimi came. He said, no, you can't bring a raya from that price Because Tatru, Tatruge, it was a different case over there. There were enforcers of Geder, like they had a mafia that used to beat up the people of Chamsen. So therefore, we didn't want to let uh, Chamsen people go to Geder because we were afraid they would get uh, beat up. What does it mean? Hitter, Hiskin. He decreed that even though Geder was within 2,000 Amas, Chamsen people shouldn't go there. So if it's a problem of we don't want people getting beaten up, so why is it a Shabbos issue? It should be an issue every day of the week. So the question, the answer is because on Shabbos people go to Kiddush, they get shikr, and then they're, they're rowdier, and it's more likely that they're going to beat up people from Chamsin. So Gemara says, well then that's not fair. Why are Geder people allowed to go to Chamsin then? We should restrict it both ways. Kiyosli, right? It exactly ties into today's TRO with the Agudda, right? You unfairly, uh, uh, um, you're unfairly penalizing one side. Kiyosli lahasam nami metatrigeluhu. So also, when the people of Geda go to Chamsin, they're going to beat up Chamsin people in Chamsin. Gemara says, no. Kabbalah masay shavshnin loy novach. A dog outside of the, sa- of the town <coughs> doesn't bark for seven years. Meaning, when you're in someone else's hood, you don't mess. So when a, when a Gedan guy goes to Chamsin, he's not going to start up with Chamsin people. He's a little bit more timid, a little bit more afraid, but when he's, when he's in his house, he feels more, in his hometown, he feels more comfortable with beating p- other people up. Now, if Gedan people are more timid, so maybe now Chamsin people are going to take revenge. The Chamsin people are going to say, for years, you Gedan guys beat us up. Now they're going to surround them. And they're going to beat up the Gedder guys. So maybe we should restrict Gedder from going to Chamsen for that reason. The Gemara says, no. Yeah, they were a little bit more timid, but not that timid, right? In other words, the Gedder guy still uh, is not going to let himself be beaten up. And so therefore, <coughs> Gedder people could go to Chamsen. The Chamsen people won't beat them up because they're, not, they're, they're still afraid of them. And there's a little PTSD over there. And the Gedder people won't beat up the Chamsen people because they're outside of their... A uh, normal hometown. Okay, Rav Safra, Rav Safra says, "Ira Suya Kikashavah." Mamish should apply to the Mamish by the hand. It's like Mamish to BLM versus the Jews. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Now, uh, Rav Safra says the case was a different case. Look at the art scroll on the bottom. It's back to that bow town. It was a town shaped like a bow. So the town that's shaped like a bow. We said, when you have a bow, 
So you only measure from the bowstring, from the top of the bow, when there's less than 4,000 amas from side to side. But if there's more than 4,000 amas from side to side, you got to measure from the bow itself. So if you look at the picture, the Gadar people <coughs> could reach Hamsen. Because from within Gedder, you can get the Hamsen. But the Hamsen people cannot reach Gedder because if they live at the bottom of the bow, the bottom of the town, they cannot reach Gedder. And that's basically what the picture is showing. That's what Reb Safra is saying. Here I'll show you, Kekadrus was shaped like a bow, and therefore certain people of Hamsen were not within, their 2,000 Amas was not, Gedder was not within their border, and that's why, because you measure from the bottom of the bow, and therefore they couldn't uh, reach it. Reb Dimi Bar says a very similar case. Gedder and Hamsen were large and small towns. Gedder was large and Hamsen was small. And the same idea. So Gedder's, Hamsen was in Gedder's Tchum, so therefore they could go the entire length of Hamsen. But Gedder was not in the entire Tchum of Hamsen, and so therefore Hamsen people could go, but they couldn't walk the entirety of Gedder. So, so Rivdimi says, <coughs> sorry, if Kahana taught that it was Rev Safra clearly was said the Keshes reason, and Rev Dimi said the Irgadoy, the Irkatana reason. That was Rev Kahana's version. But Rev Tavyumi, Masach Rev Tavyumi, didn't know which one Rev Safra said and which one Rev, Rev Dimi said. So Rev Safra, Rev Dimi, both of them said something, but I don't know. And I don't know which one was which. Okay, next Mishnah, and again, this is the Mishnah we just referenced. People of a large city could walk the entire small city. And people in a large city could walk the entire length of the, the people in the small from the small city could walk the entire length of the large city. This is Revdimi's version, right? Remember, Revdimi's version is Anshe and Anshe, both can. So this is Revdimi's version of the Mishnah. Ketzad how so? If somebody's in a large in a large city, he puts his Arab in the small city. Or vice versa. He gets the entire other city is is considered his Dalaramas, and he gets the count. 2,000 amas from the edge of the city. <coughs> Excuse me. Bekiva Aymer, Ein Layala Mimkai Meruva Alpay Mama. No, you only get 2,000 amas from where you put your Erev. Because the Bekiva holds, and we'll see this in the Gemara, you only get to count 2,000 amas when you are resident. I'm sorry, you only get to count the entire city as your Dalit Amas when you're a resident of the city. But if you put your Erev in another city and you're not a resident of that city, resident meaning you spend Shabbos, the beginning of Shabbos there, then you start 2,000 amas from the Erev, and you don't get to count the whole city as your Dalit Amas. Amlan Rebbe Kivis. Rebbe Kivis said to the Tanakama, I'll bring you Raya. Yatamaitamli, don't you admit, Benaisen Eruva Bimara. If somebody puts his his Erev in a cave, you only get 2,000 Amas from the Erev. You don't get the whole cave, and then you get 2,000 Amas from the outside of the cave. Amalo, but they responded, Amasai, when is that true? That's only a cave that people don't live in. But if you have a cave where people live, or a town that people live, uh, yeah, you get the whole cave, you get the whole town, and 2,000 Amas outside, meaning the whole town, the whole cave, is going to be considered Yedalad Amas. It comes out that the inside of the cave is more cow than the top of the cave, because the inside of the cave could be considered, in such a case where people live in it, the whole cave could be Dalad Amas. The top of the cave, meaning if somebody's standing on the ground, on the roof of the cave, there's no. It doesn't matter if people live there. You're not in a town, right? If, some, if there's huts there, but it's not a town. If, you're not, if the cave is not in a city, it's in the field somewhere. So the top of the roof of the cave is not going to be considered. The, the whole the whole roof is not going to be considered one area of four amas. Okay, 
and concerning somebody who measures his tchum, that we said, that the tchum said, you only get 2,000 amas, that's talking about somebody who's measuring, and the measurement ends in the cave. Meaning, you're not in the cave, and your Erev's not in the cave. You're measuring from your Erev, and you end in the middle of a cave, that's where we said, you only get to where your Erev extends. Or, your Erev extends in the middle of a town, you only get to where your Erev extends to. Somebody began Shabbos in a town that is uninhabited. Okay, it's an empty town. The Rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, still, even though there's no inhabitants in the town, but a town is a town. You get the whole town. <coughs> Excuse me. The whole town is your Dalit Amis, and you get 2,000 Amis from where the town ends. If he put his Erev in an empty town, but he didn't stay there. So here, he set it up. He told someone, go put my Erev in that empty town. But he didn't actually start Shabbos there. Then, then you don't get. So the Chamim agree like this. Chum say, if I send someone to put my Erev down in another city where I don't start Shabbos, I'm not a resident of that city when Shabbos starts. If it's an inhabited city, the whole city is my Dalit Amas. But they agree to Rabbi Akiva that if it's an uninhabited city and I don't spend Shabbos there, then I only get 2,000 amas from the Erev. Rabbi Kiva holds, whether it's inhabited or uninhabited, you have to be there to get the 2,000 amas. So that is the point of the Machlechus between Rebbe and Rebbe, Rabbanon and Rebbe Akiva, an inhabited city that you left your Erev there before Shabbos, but you didn't spend Shabbos there. Rebbe says, no. Both, whether you left your Erev in the empty city or you spent Shabbos there, you get the whole city is your Dalit Amas and you get to count, <coughs> sorry, Get to count two thousand amas from outside the town. Now, Mesvei, that's from a mish from a Mishnah. Amalei Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva said to the Chamim, "Yatamaydeli, don't you agree to me?" If somebody puts his erev in a cave, she'en lamim kameruva elapai mabo, that you only get two thousand amas from the place of the erev. Now, Amalei Emesai b'zman she'en badiyorin. That's only when there's no inhabitants in the cave. Ha be'ein badiyorin maydeli. We see that when there's no residents in either a cave or in a city, they agree to Rabbi Akiva that the whole city is not for Amos. So what do you see? You see here that <coughs> the Chamim do agree that when it's an uninhabited city, you don't get the whole city as your Dalit Amos unless you spend Shabbos there because it's uninhabited. So how could Rabbi Lezer say that if you leave your Erev in a random city where nobody lives, where it's an empty city, and you don't spend Shabbos there, you're not a resident, how does he say you get the whole city as your four Amas? Even the Rabbanon seem to agree to Rabbi Akiva in that case. Samar so says, no. Here's what Rabbi Lezer will answer. My What does it mean that there's no residence? It's not fit for residence. The whole walls of the cave collapsed. And that's why it's not fit for residence. But if you have, if the structure is still intact, then the whole thing would be considered four Amas and the Rabbanon would agree to me. Tashma I will try to bring another ayah against the Rebbe Lazar. Shavas beer. If somebody spent Shabbos in the city, even if it's city like Antioch, or if he started Shabbos in a cave, even if it's as big as the cave of Sidkio that he used to run away from Yushalayim when, when Nebuchadnezzar came. So, meaning the idea here is a very large cave. So, even though it's an extremely large city or an extremely large cave, <coughs> or extremely large cave, you still get. The whole cave, the whole town is going to be four Amas, and you get 2,000 Amas beyond it. Now, Katani, the Brisa says, It's comparing a large city to a cave. Just like a cave has nobody living there, so to a city has no one living in. And the Brisa says that only if you spend Shabbos there. But if you merely put your Erev there before Shabbos, since it's uninhabited, you, you don't get the whole city as Dalar Amas. That's a raya against who? 
seems to be a riot against Rabbi Lezer. Now, money, who is the town of this price? Elam, Rabbi Akiva. If you could tell me it's Rabbi Akiva, then my area Chareva. Why is he talking about it? We said the whole reason why you compare the city to a cave is to say that it's an empty city. But according to Rabbi Akiva, it doesn't have to be an empty city. Even an inhabited city, you have to be a resident there. So, my area Chareva, why does it matter if it's empty? I feel you shave anami. Even if people live there, the Allah is going to be the same. El Alav Rabbanon must be the Rabbanon of the time of the Shavasin, and the reason why you you get the whole cave is or the whole town is considered your Dalaramis is because you started Shabbos there. But if you merely put your Erev there, you don't get the whole cave, the whole city as your Dalaramis. Skumar says, no, Lotema, don't say that. That the Braisa is trying to compare a city to a cave. It's comparing a cave to the city. That really, just like the city is inhabited, we're talking about an inhabited cave. And who are we talking like? Rebekiva here. And it's like Rebekiva Damaru said, You always only get 2,000 Amas from the place of your Erev. And he agrees that when you started Shabbos in that place, you will get the whole thing as your four Amas. So Shabbos, he agrees. And that's what the Braisa is teaching you. But it says like the cave of Tzidkiyo. And Tzidkiyo's cave, we know, was empty. Nobody lives there. And even if in Tzidkiyo's time they did, but in the Gemara's time they didn't. So Gemara says, Kemar Tzidkiyo, Velo Kemar Tzidkiyo. It's like Tzidkiyo's cave in one aspect, but not like it in another aspect. Kemar Tzidkiyo, Gedoyla. It's like Tzidkiyo's cave. It's very big. But Velo Kemar Tzidkiyo, Dilu Hasam Chareva, where Tzidkiyo's cave is uninhabited. Vahachi Yesheva, the Bryce is referring to a cave that people live in. One more story. My Yehuda found the people of the city of Mavrachta. They put the Erev in the shul of Agoivar, right? In this place of Agoivar. So they put it on one side of the shul. So let's just think of our shul. So they put it right by the door, right, right where Michiel um, 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 Stern sits, okay? Right when you walk into shul. Now, we know that if your Erev is in shul, you, it doesn't matter which side of the shul, let's, let's say it wasn't in a town. Let's say you just you, the, the shul was in the desert. So we know the whole building is your Dalar Amis. It doesn't matter if you walk out the front door or you walk out the back door, you're going to start counting 2,000 Amis. But it seems here that he held, my Yehuda held, that you're going to have to count 2,000 Amis from Yechiel Stern's seat, which means if you put it by Srilly Stern's seat, which is by the other door, then you're going to count 2,000 Amis from the back door. So he told him, put the Erev further into the shul at the far end of the building, so that you'll be able to travel further. In other words, it seemed to be saying that depending on where in Shul the Erev is placed, that's going to impact your 2,000 Amas. Somebody, Rav, Rav said to him, Palga, you're, just, you're, you're, you're argumentative, right? You're making problems. Regarding Erev, nobody's worried about Rabbi Akiva. In other words, the 2,000 Amas is never going to start from the Makam of the, of the Erev itself. It's not going to start from whose seat in Shul you put the food down by. It's only going to start by the outside of the structure, and therefore, we're going to count 2,000 Amas. And even though normally we'd be Paschal like Rabbi Akiva, but when it comes to Erev, which is only a Darabonon, we're not going to Paschal like Rabbi Akiva in this way. Okay, so we'll start from the new parak. Have a good Yantif, everybody.